everyone. You're listening to the Thought Row Podcast. It's time to think creatively. I'm Rod Jones. And I'm Angie Jones. This podcast is all about inspiring creativity in your life. We will be sharing thought-provoking tips to help you be more creative every single day. Tune in each week for a new episode. We will be featuring some very talented and some interesting guests from all over the world. Our guests include creative people like artists, musicians, writers, performers, chefs, venters, entrepreneurs, and many others. Yes, we want everyone to know these guests are not only creative, but they have insightful stories and information to share with you. Also, these talented people have such interesting lives and personal stories that are motivational and inspirational. When you tune into our weekly podcast, Inji will share with you an inspirational quote. I know you'll find it to be motivating and a great way to start your day or keep you on track throughout the week. Yeah, just to let you guys know, the quotes that you hear on the show are available as screensavers for your phone or computer. It's available as a free download on our website at thoughtrow.com. Lots of inspiration to enjoy every day just for you all as a thank you gift from us for tuning into our podcast. Angie and I have been living the creative life for many years, and we want to share with you our tips, and our secrets of what we've learned along the way. That's right, Rod, and I think everyone will benefit from the stories and experiences we share. So, everyone, please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love for you to tune in. Okay, it's time for Angie's quote of the day or quote of the week. It's quote time. So my quote this week is from a very unlikely person. He's not like someone that you go, oh, I just, you know, he has so many quotes. But it's a fantastic quote. And here it is. He says, energy is the key to creativity. Energy is the key to life. Now, can you guess who did this? I know you can't. I know I can't, even though I'm looking at it. <laughs> it's by William Shatner, Captain Kirk. Hard to believe. I, I mean, know. Yeah, well, you know what? He's been around. I mean, we've seen him in He's uh, done so old, many things. Such a good black, actor. Old black and white movies, you know, he, where he's probably 12 years old. Um, he's <laughs> a good actor. And, and, of course, one of our, or one of my favorite anyway, is the Star Trek episode on the airplane. No, that was um, not Star Trek. Ah, not Star Trek, sorry. What is that? The Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, yes. Right, right. That one's so riveting. I love it. It's still fresh today as it was when I saw it a long time ago. So, But so today we're going to be talking, as promised, Rod and I are going to give you 20 suggestions on how you can spark creativity every day. Just going over these has helped me think uh, about some of my good habits and some of my bad habits. And uh, I think you're going to find these 20 suggestions that we've come up with. I hope that they're going to be as helpful to you as they were to us while we were creating them. Yeah, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. So number one is going to be the value of making your bed every morning. Hmm. I'm not so sure we did that this morning. <laughs> I know we're hypocrites today because no, we did not make our beds today. So it's not every single morning, but if you can make it, more times than not, like especially during the weekday, I think if you can make your bed, it gives you a routine and something that you have crossed off your list and accomplished. So it's kind of a cool, easy thing to do. And if you have just a comforter and some sheets, it's like very easy to do. So simplify your bed making routine. I one, guess. one tip I would have to go along with that, and that is to make it with your significant other, you know, 
Oh, yeah, that's you get a good on, idea. You get on the side that you sleep on, and your partner gets on the other side, and you make it together. And it's kind of a closure to the evening, but it's also announcing a new day. You close the night off by making your bed, and now you're ready to take on the day. It is, and it also gives you, I think, a sense of intimacy when you're making your bed with your significant other, and it's like an everyday task, but you're doing something very intimate. Very good. Yeah. Okay, number two, mm-hmm. a good night's sleep. It's not only good for your health, but it's good for your brain, and it gives you the opportunity to dream more creatively. Oh, that is so good. And um, what about people that have trouble getting to sleep? What should they do? Should they wind down and not have too much input from television and uh, cell phones and things like that, where you're looking at a screen, which we're going to mention later also, but it kind of ties into a good night's sleep. And also having good sleep hygiene. Like, are you doing relaxing things at least an hour before bed or half an hour? Are you watching, you know, really stimulating movies or always looking at your cell phone, which it's not going to make you go to sleep because it's not letting you release melatonin tone in your body. Okay, we managed to mix two or three into one. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but they the, all connect. They so all connect, but all connect. Kind of, the one thing to take into consideration is when you're getting ready to go to bed, put your phone down. We we keep ours in another room. We keep it to where we could hear it in case our daughter calls or there's some emergency that we need to be notified about. Right. We used to put, I used to put the cell phone on my nightstand. Me and too. then when I had a, a thought or an idea that I wanted to write down in the middle of the night, I'd pull my phone, light it off, sit there and put my thoughts into it. And it was very helpful. But I've decided that just going to a piece of paper works probably better. And you're not lighting up the whole room. You're mm-hmm. not distracted because it's almost impossible. I don't know about you, but it's almost impossible not to see if there was an email or check LinkedIn or something like that. Before you know it, you're wide awake. You want to get up. There's so many distractions that can take place in a bedroom. While we're in the bedroom, a nighttime distractions, like Angie said, the TV, we've we gone round and round on this one. Right. I don't think a TV in a bedroom is ever, ever a good idea, especially if you're the kind of person that wants to watch the news at night. I know my my mom used to read the newspaper in bed every night before she went to sleep. But I used to say, God, are you sure you really want to do that? I mean, there's just not a lot of good things happening in that newspaper. And uh, right. and then finally she stopped doing it. She said, you know, you're right. I'm not going to look at the newspaper because I end up dreaming about it or thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's go to number four. Okay. And talking about mobile phones have changed everything when it comes to how we communicate and certainly can be used for personal security. But again, to encourage best sleep possible, you may want to take your mobile phone and put it outside your bedroom, but nearby. So if you do need it for emergency or whatever, you'll be able to hear it. So a mobile phone on your nightstand gives off energy all night long. Oh, yeah. And then also the lights come on and off on it and, you know, the notifications. Even if you have the sounds, um, you know, turn off in the evening, the light will come on. And sometimes that can be very distracting. So nothing else was distracting to me because yours seemed to go off more than mine because you are so much more popular. Your phone was going off well, half the night long. I don't know long. about that, but it just, the notifications, I, I try to shut them off. But honestly, sometimes there's ones that 
creep up like your emails or whatever, but also your cell phone is giving off energy. That's right. And so when you're sleeping, you're supposed to be, you know, refreshing yourself. And I'm not so sure how good that is. I know there's people that say, oh, it really doesn't affect you. And then there's others that go, oh no, it's terrible for you. So it's like air on the side of put it in the other room, put it in the bathroom or put it somewhere nearby, but so you can have access if you need it. Yeah. Many phones are going from 4G to 5G. 5G. And there's a lot of literature out there that is suggesting that 5G gives off a lot of energy. And that energy is contrary to what one would expect to be good for your health. Right. So number five, light exercise seems to do the best. Just going for a walk a couple of times a day in the fresh air will help you relax and nourish your mind. Mm -hmm. And as a side benefit, increases the blood white count, which increases your body's immunity. And right now having good immunity is always a good idea. It's always a good idea because, you know, you could be exposed to a cold, flu or whatever, or just keeping yourself up. I think that it keeps the allergies at bay too, if you struggle with that. And then while we're talking about staying healthy a nutritious diet. Number six. That's yeah. number six. So important. It's especially if you're at home a lot, it's hard not to snack on goodies because you have access. Uh, I think when you're at work, maybe sometimes it's uh, like at a workplace environment. If you're working from home, it's harder to stay away because you know what's in your fridge. And there's nobody there to stop yeah, you. Yeah, nobody to stop you. So you. Get out of that refrigerator. Yeah, nobody's right going to get on your case. So. Okay, number seven, yeah. kind of a favorite of mine. Um, I've been a victim of this. We all have. It's uh, put garbage in and you will get garbage out. Everything you eat, drink, or even medications that you can take can impact your overall creativity. There's no question about that. And of course, legal or illegal stimulants may give you a feeling of self-awareness for a short period of time, but continued use can be devastating to true originality in your creative thinking. So true. So true. And sometimes it's nice to have a glass of wine and create, but really don't make it a habit because you're not really going to stimulate your creativity. No, and then when you read the lives of artists, a lot of them have used various stimulants and they'll argue that it helped them tune into the muse or, you know, pull in information from another source, whatever. But ultimately, it really was deleterious or really impacted their health right. and their lives. They, they all had short lives. And unfortunately, a lot of them took their own lives. So we highly recommend the kind of be careful what you do to get you up before you create. Best thing to do is, and this is number eight. I was going to say, which leads us to number eight, because this is really the best way to center yourself, not by taking drugs, alcohol, etc., is meditation. Just about every great thinker or creative person understands the power of meditation, but you don't have to put yourself in some yoga or a Zen position to meditate. Yeah. Albert Einstein would simply go and sit in a comfortable chair in a quiet room and listen to his thoughts while he, his mind was drifting and he came up with the most profound theories and equations. And another well-known inventive thinker would just swim underwater in a long pool with a snorkel and he managed to pipe classical music that he could hear underwater. He attributed this form of meditation to all the great inventions that he gave to the world. Just find a quiet spot and sit and listen to your thoughts. Yeah, listen to listen to that still voice inside. There's a lot 
lot going on inside that's very positive if you'll just take the time to tune into mm-hmm, it. Right. So number nine, <laughs> walking is not only a low but healthy impact exercise. It really revitalizes your well-being, especially if you can walk and you can experience nature. You can find nature just about anywhere. Even in the city, there's trees, and in those trees, invariably, there's birds. And if the wind's blowing, there's leaves that fall off those trees. Pick up that leaf, take a really close examining look at it. You're going to see things that you probably have forgot about. It's probably been, maybe when you were a child, you would, we're all children, we did this. Mm -hmm. We looked, picked up stuff, and we examined it very carefully because it was new to us. Well, rekindling that newness when you look at nature or pick something up and you explore it very carefully. When you're having a walk, open yourself up to what you see around you. And if you're lucky enough to live near a beach, pick up a seashell, hold it very close, explore every little nook and cranny, or you can put it up to your ear. As my dad used to tell me when I was a kid, you can hear the ocean in it. Mm -hmm. So when we would come, we lived a long way from the ocean. So when we would come home, we lived up in the mountains. I would pick up that seashell. I would hold it to my ear. And sure enough, you could hear the ocean in the background. It was very calming. I, I really appreciated that. So good luck with doing this. Walk. We just We can't impress upon you much as much as we would like to, but just walk. You know, I'm going to add to yours because you just made me have a thought about this. And we can call it walking curiosity. Ooh, I like that. Because, you really know, you, you're really going to start when you go walking, you're going to see what you can find, like what what you would do when you're a child. Like when you went out on a walk to the corner, you could find rocks and grass and caterpillars and all kinds of things. And it's like as you get older, you forget to be curious about your own environment in, in your front yard even. So yeah, perfect. Walking, walking curiosity. Uh, I like that. We need to, we need to create a show around walking curiosity. I like it, right? You know? okay, Number and, 10 is yours. Okay. And it says, be prepared for creative ideas. They can virtually show up at any time, anywhere. You can be one of the millions of strap hangers jammed into a train car. And then all of a sudden, the brilliant idea you have been thinking about pops into your head with all the answers you've been looking for carry a small notepad or maybe better a voice recorder or even your voice recorder app on your phone will work and if it's safe immediately talk your idea or write it down and remember it the way it was originally served up to you yeah the whole idea is when you get an idea i've heard people say and i actually think there's some truth to this if you get a brilliant idea and it's meant to stick it'll pop back in your head it may not pop back in in an hour or two hours, or two days, or two weeks. But sure enough, they come back. I I mean, I've noticed this in my own life. I thought, oh man, I wish I would have written that down. I I know I'm going to forget it. I know I'm going to forget it. Well, even telling yourself that you're going to forget it is probably not such a great idea. Best thing for you to do is know that that if it's a good idea, it's going to come back to you. But like Angie said, if you can write it down or put it in your voice recorder, probably the best strategy. It is. It is. So number 11. Okay. I guess that's me. That's you. Nothing can get inside your head unless you invite it in. Watching the news can be the worst thing you can do to maintain an open, creative mind. Yes, we all want to know what's going on. But if there's anything really real uh, important, you're going to hear about it. Somebody's going to say something to you. You know, you're going to get a call from a relative or you're going to, God forbid, you're going to see it pop up on a search engine and you're going to sit there and you're going to delve into it and you're going to read it. And most likely it's going to put you in a pessimistic 
frame of mind. Instead of being optimistic, you're going to become quickly become pessimistic. New cycles are constantly being updated and almost all of it is just a refresh of the same message. You don't need that floating around inside your head. True. If you notice news channels, they repeat the same thing every 30 minutes. There's people that are news junkies out there. They'll tune in and watch news for hour after hour after hour. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot changes. I mean, the programming is designed to keep your interest, but all of that goes back to uh, number 10, garbage in. And you want to get that garbage out. You don't want to invite it in in the first place. Right. And also watching the news can actually be a little addictive because they are feeding you negative information and that is stimulating to your brain, believe it or not. So for people that are like really addicted to watching the news, try it for a week. Don't watch the news. Try to limit your news watching to, you know, only one program or or eliminating it for a week is certainly not going to do you any harm. And then see, you will kind of feel like you're withdrawing from something. You will crave that whatever it releases in your brain, which I can't remember right now, but endorphin of some some kind kind of endorphin chemical in your brain that you actually feel. So defrag yourself from this because you will be much happier, but you will definitely feel it and you will be amazed at how much you feel it. Yeah, that's you really hit it. And then that leads me to number 12, which is negative people. We all know a bunch of them and you try to avoid them. Even the ones that you know have good intentions in their heart, but they're still really negative. And the negativity creates more negativity in your life. And the innocent creative mind can become easily overwhelmed and lose the innocence of creative thoughts. It becomes bogged down with the negativity that you're hearing and feeling. Yeah, negativity comes at you from a whole host of directions. I mean, it can be a well-meaning friend, a well-meaning parent, a business associate, uh, somebody you're chatting with on social media maybe. Uh, All of a sudden they say something that, isn't exactly fit with the way you your ideas are right and um, then that causes you to go off on a different tangent in your own thoughts and ideas try to avoid negative people mm-hmm. you know i'd rather what is that i'd rather forgive them than be them right yeah right and maybe a solution is to just say no and move just on say no. <laughs> you, you know we all have a tendency to think oh well, i don't want to hurt their feelings well you're not going to hurt their feelings because negative people have a tendency to latch on to who's ever closest to them. So they're not going to have True. any trouble finding somebody else. If they're not dumping their uh, emotional baggage on top of you, they'll find somebody else. It's up to you to be responsible for the information that you let flow freely inside your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing destroys creativity more than negativity. Right. So edit edit your life, edit your people as to what you want to be exposed to every day. Okay. Number 13, Mm -hmm. you're responsible for who you are inside and on the outside. It doesn't do you much good if you're wearing beautiful clothes and you're manicured perfectly, but inside your thoughts are in shambles. Dress for success inside your mind first. Then you can pull on all those other adornments. That is so true. Very true. I think that women a lot of times, and well, there's a lot of men too, but I can only relate because I'm talking as a woman. But I think that you pay attention to your exterior sometimes and you want to look manicured and, you know, good and, you know, trim or just 
just being the best that you can be. And then inside your head, you've got all of this stuff just rumbling around. And I think you really do, like I said before, you have to edit what you're thinking. And sometimes it's hard. Well, advertisers, you know, advertisers, they don't help. They want to sell clothes. They want to sell jewelry. They want to sell expensive handbags. They want a, uh, a man to wear the best possible watch because that's to denote success. Mm-hmm. But you're being, in my way of thinking, you're being kind of sold a little bit of a bill of goods here. Your success is directly reflected about how you feel inside. Mm -hmm. And no amount of clothes, you know, no driving around in a really fancy sports car or something that makes you feel good briefly, but it's not who you really are inside. I, I think that advertising is always telling us what we should be and not what we really are. Right. I, I, I fervently believe to be who you really are first. And don't get suckered in by advertising. Advertising is all about selling you something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some good products out there. And those are products that we all need, you know, to make our homes better. But in the same token, there's a lot of advertisers that are trying to push something towards you that you just simply may not need. And it's not going to make you feel any better. It might do it for a little while. You might get the high. But then uh, shortly after, when you get that credit card statement, (laughs) <laughs> you, you won't may, be so high. You think differently. <laughs> well, also, though, I, w- I want to make a, an addition regarding social media, especially Instagram and the like, where you see people that are living this lifestyle that you're like, oh, my gosh, that's how is this even possible as an influencer? And um, I'm not so sure that all of that is it's not really true. They are advertising and they are building their own brand. So you need to concentrate on your own quote brand, which is really concentrate on yourself. Can I take number 14 and you take 15? Because 14 is short and it'll make it easier (laughs) for me to read. 14 looks like it's 19 paragraphs. It is. It's long. Okay. So I want to do 14. It's one of my favorite things to say anyway. Mm -hmm. Remember, you literally become what you think about all day long. So try to keep an easygoing, non-judgmental personality. It will make you feel better and it'll make people around you feel better. Thoughts are things and they definitely have an impact on what goes on inside you and what goes on outside of you. If you're walking down the street and you've got a, a crummy attitude, people that look up at you and go, wow, you know, that person is obviously having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you a quick little story. I remember I was under a lot of stress. I don't remember what the reason was, but I was sitting in the car and I was at a stoplight or actually a stop signal and a woman was walking across the street and she bowed down a little bit, looked directly into my front window, saw my expression, looked at me and gave me the biggest smile. And I, I, I looked at her and all of a sudden I realized what I was doing. I must have had a horrible expression on my face. And she just gave me the biggest smile. And it was kind of one of those things. Cheer up, man. That can't be all that bad. And you know what? It really wasn't. I I don't even remember what it was, but I sure remember that lady. And I sure remember that lovely, kind, warm, generous smile. It was one of those situations where one human being makes another human being feel great about themselves. And, you know, to this day, God bless her. So cool. That is so cool when you can do that to someone else and jolt them out of whatever they're thinking and and bring them back into 
right now. Happiness. Yeah. Happiness and now and just being like, okay, this is cool. Okay. So the next one is some fun things that keep your mind creatively agile. Rod has a set of wooden blocks that are children's blocks. He takes out a half a dozen or so, six or eight of them, and he sets them on the banister at the top of the stairs. And he, you know, every time he passes, he reconfigures this. It's like an art installation, really. I love going past it, and sometimes I photograph it because it's just so cool. And the way the sunlight hits the blocks and the way the shadows are, it just turns out really, really entertaining, and it's so simple. So these simple little children's things, blocks, Legos, whatever you want to do, take them out and, and actually play with them. And if you have kids, hijack a few of them for yourself. I think that's how I got those blocks. I think you did. And then just play with them yourself. And they, they've been there for a long time. And every day it's different. Yeah, and I, I don't have a lot. I, I mean, I, I think maybe I have seven or eight. But that's actually, the trick. That's, that's the, the trick. trick. And I have a round one and I have some that are uh, triangular shaped. And then I just configure all different kinds of shapes. Yeah. And when people come over and they go, what is this? Why are all these blocks here? Yeah, what is this about? And I go, oh, well, I play with those periodically during the day and I reconfigure them to make different shapes. And then they go, really? That sounds interesting. And I say, well, give it a try. Let me see what you could come up with. And they sit there and, you know, after four or five tries, they go, what do you think of this one? And I go, you know what? That's really good. I wish I would have thought of it. But it's a great thing. It, It gets you in a playful mood. I, I mean, it makes it me does. feel good every time I do it. And it really makes me feel good when Angie or one of my relatives or my daughter comes over and she looks at the blocks. I mean, she almost invariably goes, well, what is it? Well, I wonder what my dad did today. Yeah. So she'll go over and she'll look at the blocks and she'll go, wow, that is really cool. How did you do that? And I go, I don't know. I really like it too. And so I feel very proud that I did it. And then she goes, do you mind if I try? And then she'll reconfigure the blocks. It'll look 10 times better than what I did. <laughs> yeah, Sierra's really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this, this uh, next one. Which leads to the next one. We read recently that Alex Trebek used crayons when he was, when he was doing Jeopardy, Jeopardy show. Yeah. yeah. He would, between takes or just give himself a, a little piece inside, I guess. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but I know from my own experience, probably why he did it, but he would sit there and doodle with crayons and he would draw things, yes. uh, just color. He wasn't really using coloring books, but everybody would go by and kind of look at his doodlings. Well, you want to know why he's using crayons though. At first he was using Sharpies and they were they made too much noise. They could pick it up on the microphone. So then they came, they tried a couple of other things, still too noisy and being picked up on the audio. And he finally went to crayons and they couldn't hear it. So that's why he ah, used okay. crayons. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've heard of other people doing things, playing with crayons. And I've got an interesting story. I'm going to try to keep it short. We're going to put a link to where you can read the whole story. But it's when Inchi and I were in Los Angeles in Century City in one of those big, tall buildings. And we uh, had a meeting that we had to go to. And when we went into the meeting room, they had a big, huge conference table mm-hmm. the size of a barge. And there was about eight people sitting around that table. We had our daughter with us. We didn't have a babysitter, but... Yeah, she was tr- smaller then. Yeah, so. she was... How old was she then? I think she was like maybe five or six. She was she was little. So 
we always told people, oh, we couldn't get a babysitter because we like to bring her to our meetings. She always, after the meeting, even at that age, she always had some insightful thoughts. But what happened was, is I asked people, I said, do you mind if our daughter's here? And they go, oh, no, just as long as she's not going to be disruptive. And they said, no, she won't. She'll just sit at the end of the conference table. She's got her crayons and she's going to be drawing. And so... The meeting was going reasonably well. There was some contention in the room. And, and when you read the story, you'll find out that some of the people in there were actually quite famous. And as time went on, my daughter moved up across the seat from a woman. And there she sat there and started to play with her crayons. And before you knew it, and I'm going to save the rest for when you read it, but before you knew it, she had every single person in that somewhat contentious meeting. They were all using crayons, everybody was laughing and they all had a really good attitude. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Our, our daughter was so good in the meeting and she was like Miss Congeniality, really, because someone so little and so young really helped to relieve the stress to the point where everybody was so happy in this meeting after, you know, they started coloring and talking and it was a real stress reducer. And this meeting, because, you know, there were a lot of personalities and a lot of, you know, everybody wanted it their way. So it was a little bit um, stressful. And once that whole paradigm changed, because people were coloring, she gave them little coloring pages from her coloring book and everyone just, you know, they had a great time. Yeah. It's, it's, and I'll tell you one other little thing about all that is even years later, people would call me up or I would be talking to them uh, in another business situation. And they say, Hey, do you remember that time your daughter was there? We all, we all were coloring. What a great time we had. And I thought that that in itself was really kind of special. Yeah. So where are we? Number 17. We're at number 17, which kind of connects with number 16, and that's being stressed out. It challenges your creativity, and it can be really debilitating because if you're stressed out, you're in fight or flight mode, and you're not going to have any access to your creativity or any kind of creative thoughts. I don't know too many people that when they're in that mode of almost panic because they're so stressed out that they're able to draw on their creativity And I know some people really draw on being emotional. That's a little different. But this of being stressed out, I don't know that that's too motivating um, for people. And sometimes just sitting down and reading something relaxing, like for some it could be poetry and others it can be they like reading a cookbook or the comics. Whatever makes you relax, whatever gets your mind on a different vibe in a different zone. I think you need to you need to do that. And sometimes with if you read recipes and things like that, you'll start thinking about what you want to do. And then maybe you'll even go in the kitchen and make something which is really stress relieving in itself. Yeah, reading recipes, that's, uh, that'll relax you, mm-hmm. make you hungry. Yeah, uh, but it'll certainly relax you because it's hard to think about a bunch of stressful garbage that might be going on in on around you in your head, whatever. Sit there and pick up a cookbook, even if you don't cook, even if you don't like cooking, just reading a recipe, it's kind of a formula to culinary happiness. Yeah, exactly. So what's number 18, Rod? Water. Most people don't drink enough water throughout the day, and that can make you sluggish, sleepy, and dull the senses. Not a good place to be when you want your mind to be thinking creatively. Water is the true gift of life. We can't survive without it. And all too often, 
most people don't hydrate themselves with just plain old water. Drinking eight cups of coffee a day isn't going to do it. You really need to have plain old water. Right, right. And so number 19, being and staying creative in your mind is just a bunch of simple daily steps. Some work better than others and on any given day. But if you don't overwhelm yourself and let the creative muse flow through you, you will always end the day with a peaceful heart and the knowledge that tomorrow will bring a fresh new day with thinking and ideas. Yeah. Tomorrow is always another day. You know, let the demons leave you the day that you they present themselves to you. And then the next day, wake up with a smile on your face. Oh, and make your bed and live happy. <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> okay, number 20. I get the grand finale get here. The dun, dun, dun. Compete only with yourself. You're always worrying about what other, not you, everybody does this. We're Mm -hmm. always worrying about what other people are doing. If it's better than what you can do, uh, so what? Your creative energy is what's most important to you. It doesn't matter what others are doing, good or bad or indifferent. To your own self be true. Think in terms of your own thoughts. Believe in me, originality of creativity. Creativity is born within and with the right amount of nourishing, it will give you many years of service. All too often, you know, the, this is a downside to social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, everybody puts on the absolute best light. You know, they're in the most glorious, wonderful place to be on vacation, or they've created this beautiful piece of art, and, right. and they're getting all these accolades and all these ribbons, and they're in all these museums or, or galleries, whatever. You don't need to worry about that. You only need to concentrate on yourself. And competing with yourself is actually a lot of fun once you figure out how to do it. And it isn't all that complicated. Just be yourself every day and look at what you've accomplished. I think I totally agree with you on that. And the only person you need to compete with is yourself. You don't need to compare or compete with everyone else because they, they have a different life. That is not your life. And your learning and what your contributions are going to be. And you wouldn't want them to want to do what you're doing because we're all very individual and we all have things to contribute to your life and to this life. And so, you know, don't compare. Yeah. And it gets back to one thing we said earlier about negative people. There's another type of negative person. And those are the people that are jealous, jealous people, jealous people can trip you up make you feel inferior or insecure just by the comments that they might make to you. So compete with yourself. You don't need jealous people in your life. And by all means, don't be jealous of others. You are you. Be the best you you can be. There you have it. This is our top 20 ways to stay creative. And just for fun, try a few this week and see if it doesn't make you feel a little less stressed and more creative. We have, I'm going to put a PDF for you to download of this very list that we talked to you about today. So you can print it out, you can select five and start out with that. And then the next week, you can add five more to your list. So that way you can, you know, start out slow and see what's comfortable for you and then keep adding. And then pretty soon after a month, after 30 days, you're going to see a huge change in the way that you think and the way that you do things. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. 
And what are we going to feature next week, Angie? Our next episode is going to be something that many of us can relate to, and that's creative chaos. How stress is affecting our creativity every day. And that is a mega timely one. And I'm anxious for us to get into that one. I think everybody's going to really enjoy it. I'm really glad you tuned in today. We hope you enjoyed the thoughts and ideas we shared with you. We post a new podcast every week, so remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day. (laughs) 